You're listening to Pacific Flair on Extra Time. Ben Francis in for Ricardo Ball. The show proudly brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. And joining me in studio, as he does every week, is Peter Alatini. How are you? How was your weekend? Uh, good weekend. A little bit better than Bruce, although I didn't do too much. You know, he said yes to a game yesterday for uh, North Shore's 150th anniversary. Oh, wow. So played with the bar bars with a few old mates. Um, Probably me want to be the older ones uh, in the group nowadays, but uh, yeah, man, it's just to, to be out running around with the boys and um, celebrate uh, a special occasion for North Shore. Did you uh, show any of any uh, show any of that blistering speed? <laughs> Wasn't much speed yesterday, I must admit. Um, thankfully, we had a bit of Rocky Khan and a bit of Sharon Stowers out there that uh, and Rora Tapuki, so and a few younger boys. So it was alright just to be there to pass the ball and back up. <laughs> oh, some, some great names there, but uh, Peter, we have to talk uh, some Moana Pacifica. And yes. I must say, after 40 minutes, you must have you know, had some high hopes and thinking, oh, are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? But uh, came down to oh, came crashing down a bit in that second half. Yes, look, hey, um, I'm a realist. I think we've battled uh, throughout the season um, 60 minutes when we spoke to Philo as well. That one of his expressions around, um, uh, sorry, one of his uh, saying was that, um, yeah, to last longer than 60 minutes, they, they seem to crumble a bit and, and the boys... Um, don't seem to kind of just lift that next level. But I was really, really impressed by, by the attitude by the boys. Yes, give and take that uh, the Crusaders were, were undone with, with a few young boys in that group. But I think that's a real opportunity for the guys to really step up as well. So And and, um, and from that, I, you know, I felt they performed really well. And, and the pleasing part for me was they stayed in the fight all the way to the 80th minute, you know. Do you think it was more probably the Crusaders being dominant or do you think it was more of that? I don't want to say slipping into old habits, but more maybe the inexperience of Moana. Uh, look, they, they're still going to. I think I'll take the words of, of the coaches where they're still they're still on a journey on finding themselves in this competition. Um, but but what I was really impressed with of the fact that they can still fight to the end, and I think that's that's what we want. And, and when, when you're watching the game, some of the boys just kind of just mentally kind of stepping up to 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 give themselves that challenge in. I felt the more they did that, the more they were able to put pressure on the younger boys that were in the Crusader side. And then, and from that, they were able to, to, to breach a few or fracture their line a bit. And had they scored at that, uh, you know, with four minutes to go, it would have been an interesting last, you know, last three minutes or so um, to the end of the game. But, um, but yeah, look, look, I'm, I'm really happy where the, the boys are at. Uh, I think they can just re- take some big learnings from that for, for this upcoming game. Yeah, totally. And uh, just watching the game, they've got so many game breakers in there. It's probably just those those little five percenters mm. that you might get with a seasoned veteran or something that they might just be able to polish off, and that is kind of the difference there. I agree. Look, I think we spoke about it last week with Watto, and he was giving us some stats around line breaks, and and we have what we've we made many breaks. We got we got some great percentages in getting ball. So, and, and to that fact, that that's that's really good stat for them. Um, it's it is definitely when they when they've done run a few phases, um, and it is either a last pass or a last crucial moment where the boys are just just kind of switching off a little bit and, and they make a crucial mistake and they lose that momentum. So, for these boys, I think they just got to keep it. And I, I keep saying it every week where they just got to keep rising to that challenge and, and take it every time. Um, and you know, you just can't afford to um, to ease off against these teams, right? Like especially the more more established teams. So. Um, yes, experience, but I think there's, there's responsibility on the guys who are taking on the field. And, and I feel the guys within the Moana who are consistent every week, week out, 
they're actually doing their homework and doing really well. I feel the, the other guys um, have been a little bit kind of uh, disappointing a bit. Uh, I've seen a couple of players which were really high, highly rated over the last couple of years, whether it be NPC, first year minor, they've just slipped off a bit. And, and to me, that might be just understanding what's required to, to be at a top level every time. Well, coming up very soon, I will have a few questions uh, for you with regards to some players that could potentially play for Moana Pacifica. Mm. I did a bit of research last night. I was you know, punching away at the keyboard, <laughs> punching some numbers with a calculator and everything. And, as uh, you do. Yeah, as, as I do. <laughs> but I just, I'll throw some of those to you a little bit later. Mm. Uh, but I, I must ask you now for your, uh, your Super Rugby Plus, uh, Pacific Player of the Week, DHL Super Rugby Pacific is underway. I have a feeling I know who you will pick, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not going to say and I'll tell you whether I'm right or wrong. Well, it came down to two, and, and they I were think the, I know two, the two. And the two were the most uh, blockbusting couple that were there. And I've given it to the guy who probably just stayed on the field longer. So Tavatawa Nawai was, uh, was my um, player there. Cause I felt his defence, as much as his attack, um, was outstanding and he was busy the whole game right to the end you know and I mean Levi Amor I was a little bit surprised why um, they subbed him off because again he was he was making it look easy and, and just I, I was I was really happy that we were using him really well especially they give, him, give him some space with, with a bit of one on one you know and him coming onto the ball he is, he's the hardest player to, between both of them I think they, they, they just break the line every time they get the ball so it was so good to, to see those guys get the ball early and more often, but also with opportunities of one-on-ones, which, which really created momentum for the Moana. Yeah, and having, having those, those two, they've been in fantastic form this year, and you'd think if they were playing for a side that was probably higher up the ladder, would probably be speaking a lot more highly <laughs> of them. Oh, absolutely. And, and look, I think Levi Amor has proven that when, with his consistency yeah. last year and being selected for the All Blacks 15, right? So, um, but there is a real feel. I, I heard them, um, oh, especially uh, Tavata uh, Nawai when, when he was interviewed. You can see the, the you know the pride that he has to play play for Moana, you know, and that's and that's pretty cool. I think there's there's like we speak about around the cultural um, aspect to that. But he, he get, every game he's just excited, you know, and that's kind of the feeling. You know, I loved it for for even some of these younger boys that get the opportunity to play. I just feel at times, uh, you know, you just can't be in there just to be part of it. You know, it is awesome to be a Super Rugby player, but the thing about it is that you want to be a good one, a great, yeah. a great player, and and that's where I see guys like you know Almore, you know, all the loose forwards as well. Um, I think they've stepped up. Even young, I'm really. Putting up uh, Miracle Failangi is one of the kids that I'm, I'm really enjoying watching play. Yeah, we are 20 minutes away from 8 o'clock here on Pacific Flare, brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse, Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Uh, as I said just before, I've been punching some numbers uh, with regards to some players that could potentially play for Moana Pacifica, and I want to kind of go a bit more in depth into that here after the break here on Pacific Flare. We're 15 minutes away from 8 o'clock here on Pacific Flair. Ben Francis and Peter, Peter Alatini in uh, on the show for you. The show is brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Now, Peter, I remember when Moana was initially announced, and I know there was quite a rush assembling the squad, and it felt maybe heading into year two there was a bit more time to whether bring guys back from overseas or try a couple of other different things, but... They relatively had most of the same squad this year compared to last year. It might have been a couple mm. in and outs. Uh, so I did some number crunching because, uh, of course, uh, Moana is targeted a lot at the Tongan and the Samoan mm. players. And this is based on the squad's name for the November internationals last year. Mm. So the 30 guys named in the Tongan squad, 13 of those were New Zealand-based, although three were just the NPC level. So over half the squad based 
another countries like England, France, mm. Japan. For Samoa, just 10 of the 30. I think mm. the majority of theirs were uh, based in uh, France. But I kind of look at some of the guys who are out there and guys who have played in New Zealand before and I'm, I'm looking at like a Sam Lousy, for mm. example, or like a Stephen Tua, and I'm thinking like, man, no no disrespect to the guys that are there now, but you bring guys like that in, Moana might potentially have a couple of wins on the board. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's no question about that. You know, you think about the talent that's involved in both those teams, even to have a Charlie Pitao or Malakai yeah. Fekitoa, um, and you've named a few too. I think Vaya Fafita's overseas, you know. These guys are still running around really well. Um, that'll be, I think that that'll be awesome in, in terms of being able just to uplift the brand of the minor. Um, and we we heard about when when you spoke about what Aaron Major was talking about and creating pathways, because the competition for these kids, for these young kids to pick Moana is a genuine pathway, is still competing very strongly with all the New Zealand franchises and the rugby league, and then on top of that, other countries that that open pathways like the Japan's, like the France. Yeah. So, and and you know, a lot of those players, it is uh, the the financial difference between probably playing over there and here is, is too much. You know, it's quite a gap. And for for a lot of them, they they talk about um, looking after their families and and other responsibilities they have. So that's always on on the end of their mind. I think ideally. I'd say a lot of them would love to come back and, and really help out the minor and, and, and get their, their brand going and, and get the franchise going. But, um, yeah, they, they, I'm not sure whether – is it a, like a financial stake that needs to really come in to, to really resource it up? Um, I know, you know, it's, it's, it is – Pretty difficult as well to be Tonga and Samoa because you know it's kind of as Moana, whereas you, we can see the success of, of what the Drua is going through and, and just being only uh, Fijians. So, um, a couple of those questions, but I do I think there is still a lot of opportunities for young because there's so many young boys that come up that do not go through the pathway of New Zealand, but um, but we just got to make sure that it's more it's, it's just as attractive to play in the pathway going to Moana. Do you think, and I, I don't know, I tried looking into it to see some of these guys who have contracts overseas, and I know with New Zealand rugby they try in them in years like 2023 after the World Cup and all that. So say say some of these guys have these contracts finishing at the end of their current seasons. Do you think this was probably going to be a real opportunity for Moana to potentially try and nick a couple of these players back? Because they probably think we've had five, six years overseas now, maybe it is time to come back to New Zealand and give it another, one more crack here. I think it's an attractive option for some guys that, that have, like you said, five, six years over there, um, maybe got a young family who want to come back, relocate back home to grow, you know, for their kids to grow back in, in New Zealand. Um, if that's if that's probably some of those guys that are out there, then yes, I think Moana would be, you know, um, uh, targeting some of those guys just to keep keep that, uh, like we said, the experience base. So we, probably the guys just to hand on down to, to the younger boys to really, um, understand professionalism, even more so guys that are overseas because they come with a different lens as well to those that have been in New Zealand for a long time, come with probably different ideas, different ways of, of doing things that um, may just kind of spur on the development of the kids that, that are growing um, in New Zealand. I'm not. I'm not going to have a dig at Aaron Major, the coach. I, I'm not going to, and I'm, I'm using this purely from what I've heard with with the Warriors mm. being thrown out, for example. And so many people say the Warriors have needed a coach for so many years who understands the culture. Now, I don't know Aaron Major's background, and he might have an understanding mm. of the culture. But do you do you think that maybe look? There's, 
let's be honest. There's going to be lots of there's going to be a coaching merry-go-round starting mm. based on the reports that there's going to be a lot of Super Rugby teams looking for new coaches. Mm. Aaron Major could potentially go to the Crusaders. <laughs> I'm just, just throwing it out there. Yeah. So do you think that could be an opportunity to get a coach in? Let's say I know another one that's based overseas, but like a Pat Lamb, for mm. example. I'm not, not doesn't have to be him, but someone that probably has a bit more of a, a repertoire with some of these players who are a part of the minor Pacific side. Yeah, look, uh, it's a tough one because as has, as has been overseas and he's come back, he's played, um, he's done Super Rugby here. I, in terms of culture, as is very, very cultured in, in, in that way. I suppose just it's just a mix of of just being a little bit different with you know we're talking about Pacific Fair. We don't want to see the same kind of plan that that all the New Zealand franchises are playing. And yeah. and what, what was really exciting in the weekend was we saw a bit of that that kind of flair when. When the ball, uh, especially when our big boys broke the line, um, we kept continuity. The, the forwards were coming up short balls and, and just going through the middle and some great pick and goes through the middle. So there is a factor of just making sure it's embedded into, in our Pacific way of playing, understanding the Tonga Samoan uh, game is quite robust, it's quite physical. So, um, but, but it would be quite good to track someone like Pat Lamb will be fantastic you know with his track record and, and understanding the route and playing for Samoa and, and then just I mean he loves the poly boys right because he signs nearly all of them whenever he goes to, especially at Bristol so yeah look at interesting times going forward but I think it's it'll be definitely something they'll look at as, as they look to improve in, in, in the seasons to come I was going to ask you a very broad question but I'll narrow it down slightly still broad <laughs> but a bit more narrower if you could if you could go think of all the, the guys who would be available if you could pick one forward and one back to potentially bring back I know I know it's probably put it's putting you on the spot but uh, there, there are a lot of names there that you think would actually help Moana Pacifica I think um What's his name? You, you mentioned him before. That's at Bristol as well. Uh, Lua Tua? Lua Tua, I reckon, would yeah. be quite good. He's, um, I think he had a good rapport back here with all the boys and, and he'll be quite influential and he's got good leadership. I think that, that'll be one. And probably um, someone like probably um, Pito in the backs. I, I think him, he's still carving up and <laughs> making people look silly in England. Um, something like that. And he's and I know him um, just before uh, in Pakuranga when he's just so good with the boys. And he's always, he was always one to learn as a youngster. But I can just see him being a real good mentor to some of these young boys coming through. Yeah, and I don't like kind of bringing it back to the whole league context, but we we hear in rugby league as well that you know if you've got some of these like the the big name guys playing for the team, it's probably going to attract the the younger mm. the younger players more to it. They're going to be like, oh no, how cool is that? We're going to having this guy mm. at the at this team, and you think I want to be like him now because you probably get to see more of him. Absolutely, and it's and it's so much. It's probably the one thing is seeing them. Uh, the way um, you know they play and stuff, but I think being, being alongside him and learning on learning off him is in terms of their professionalism and training, the professionalism you know on and off the field, um, how to probably articulate um, talking and networking with people outside of the game, you know, all those little things probably uh, are key aspects I think in, in attraction for Moana going forward, and especially because there is a lot of good kids. There's no doubt about it. There is a whole heap of talent and you've seen it in league as well with, with the 20s and, and there's just as much in rugby um, and then there's just a few where unfortunately, you know, they're, they're probably, depending on backgrounds and where they are, they, they, they kind of tend to kind of don't have the support to go forward but if we can capture some of those with a Moana kind of uh, you know, um, kind of academy or schooling around that space, we'll maybe able to build that up to so that we can have a good, you know, uh, a huge base for for these kids to go through and and hopefully you know into big and better things. Now, now coming up this week, uh, Moana have 
face Queensland Reds. Mm. Uh, they've had their own struggles this season, yes. just just the two wins. So hitting it, and then after they've got the bye. So will we be here sitting here in these chairs next week <laughs> celebrating that win? Well, that's what I'm hoping, Benny, because they've got a real opportunity. I know it'll be really special for those boys, you know, um, being back in the islands, um, especially obviously the Samoan boys. Oh, it's, it's, it's in the islands. It's in, it's in the islands. Oh, sorry, it's in stupid the islands. question. Stupid question. <laughs> it's in the islands. So that's why I was just seeing um, pics of there um, on the on the ground. The first training back in Samoa, the boys look like at home, but uh, – I'd say the heat will be still will be still strong, which I suppose the Reds don't mind that. But it'd be interesting because I saw the, watched a little bit of the Reds game and and they were just in patches. Um, you know, obviously hit hard by injuries, but not the the same Reds of you know they have been the last couple of years under Brad Thorne. So um, it will still be tough. But I'm hoping that the spur of playing back in the islands, um, the boys being together that week over the islands, you know, seeing the families, being seeing the support will really um, get them over the line this weekend. I'm guessing for lots of these young guys as well. It's probably their first time actually probably yeah. playing a professional game in the island That's so right. it will mean that much more to them absolutely and and I'm pretty you know with a crowd in Samoa I've played in there they're awesome when they're on your sides and <laughs> not so much if you're in the opposition which I was but they, they're fantastic you know they, they live for their rugby and, and especially in these uh Big games like this. Um, I think the last one I remember there was a, there was a super game there, but more so the All Black game that was in Samoa. That, that you know the turnout for the from people coming through. So hopefully this week we'll be sitting here going yes, and this time next week that we we were on the board. <laughs> yeah, finger, fingers crossed. Uh, Peter Alatini, thank you so much for your time tonight talking all things Moana Pacifica. I know it hasn't been easy, but uh, love the energy every week. <laughs> every time, brother, I've got to stay the faith. Mate. Keep the faith, is it? <laughs> Keep the faith. That's exactly. It. Thanks, uh, Benny. Pacific Flair proudly brought to you by the Chemist Warehouse. Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrances. Uh, I will be on air. We'll be back after 8 o'clock and we will be going until 10 o'clock. Plenty of things to cover off. We'll hear more about that after the break here on SENZ.